everybody. Hope you're doing well. Um, we're here for another episode of the Aviation Growth Podcast. And today with me, I have Jordan Scales. Hey, Jordan. How's it going? Pleasure. Good. Yeah, we just uh, we just ran into some uh, nice technical difficulties, so we're gonna we're gonna take things from the top here. But hopefully, uh, hopefully that'll be the the last of that. Um, but first, you know, um, Jordan, we we got connected a few weeks ago uh, through LinkedIn. You know, I, I had kind of put out a post saying that we're going to be doing this podcast, and uh, and you came highly recommended from uh, from one of your friends. So. Uh, we, we got connected and I, I really enjoyed our conversation. We talked a bit about workforce development, your passion for this industry. And so, um, you know, wanted to, uh, wanted to have you on as a guest. Um, but I guess maybe we could just start with, with a, a quick intro into who you are and, and maybe, you know, what, what you're doing on a day to day, what, maybe what your, what your day job is today. And, uh, and we'll take it from there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, before we get started, I do want to uh, do want to show my appreciation and, and thanks for uh, for being invited to uh, to record today. Um, I am all about anything uh, that that is uh, innovative within the industry, um, especially anything that is going to um, uh, share new thoughts and opinions um, that are going to be uh, progressive and 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 hope uh, and hopefully you know kind of uh, push the needle for change. So um, when I when I when I saw the invitation, I automatically hopped on it because yeah, you know, I, I really appreciate everything that you're doing on your end and anything that I can do to contribute. Um, that's just icing on the cake. So, uh, but uh, as far as myself, uh, to everyone out there, I'm Jordan Scales. I am um, 28 years old. Um, I know uh, I'm from uh, Fayetteville, Georgia. Uh, it's a small town, just about 20 minutes south of the city. Um, it's uh, pretty close to the airport. Um, I am a uh, graduate of uh, Auburn University, um, where I studied aviation management there. And um, I have been in the industry now for uh, just over six years. I've had the pleasure of working at a myriad of companies within that short uh, period of time. I've uh, been able to work at Bell Helicopter, um, Textron, uh, and various different Textron uh, sub-companies, Textron Aviation, Textron Ground Support Equipment, um, and most recently I um, worked at an aircraft brokerage by the name of Jet Aviva. I worked there for a number of years, and I currently work at um, a company called Jetex, J-E-T-E-X, and we are a... Um, we are a network of um, FBOs. We have almost 40 locations worldwide. Um, however, we do not have any locations here in the U.S. And so um, for our U.S. clients, we're actually able to um, sell various different services that you that uh, an FBO would typically provide you. We're able to sell that um, domestically here in the U.S. through our, uh, our various different FBO um, relationships that we have. So we're able to sell uh, contract fuel and ground handling services as well as provide any kind of international trip support. Um, I am a corporate account manager for us, and so um, I, I manage a few of our uh, large accounts here in the, uh, in, the, in the Northeast. I'm their kind of point of contact for all services, whether it be fuel or, or um, international trip planning. And I also put on my uh, sales and business development hat, and um, I help uh, bring new c uh, clients into the business. So I do a bit of prospecting in that regard as well. Cool. Awesome. So if anybody's, if anybody's traveling internationally, they should give you a call. They should give me a holler. They, they, okay. they, can, they should give me a holler. It's uh, completely free to, 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 uh, for me to spit out a quick uh, trip cost estimate. So if you're looking to um, have a client right now that's flying from uh, Farmingdale, New York to, uh, to Sochi, Russia. And so okay. um, we were able to coordinate, uh, to coordinate their entire event from start to finish. Um, as, as including their um, um, the, uh, their tech stop, and we were able to uh, coordinate getting all their hotels and ground and, um, and ground transportation, um, and so and, and you also we provided the fuel throughout the entire uh, trip as well. So from tip to tail, we were able to uh, be their kind of concierge for the whole process. Cool, awesome. Well, no, um, right before we hopped on this call, we were talking a little bit about your trip up to New York and, uh, you had the opportunity to, um, attend and speak at the JetNet IQ summit. 
um, which I'm really jealous of. I wanted to uh, wanted to get to that event. Fortunately, it didn't didn't turn out for me. Um, just scheduling conflicts and whatnot. But um, you know, it seemed like it was an, an awesome event. It usually is. There's usually you know some um, some pretty incredible people in our industry that that make it there. But um, tell me a little bit about you know how that trip went and uh, and and what you were able to uh, to talk about there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, so for your audience and those who are unaware of what JetNet IQ is, um, JetNet uh, is a company in itself, and they are a data aggregator. And what they do is they aggregate um, the data that uh, is associated with um, aircraft transactions. Um, aircraft spe- uh, specifications uh, throughout the years, um, and really anything that that uh, that deals with um, uh, aircraft flight history as well. So um, you can really kind of find any aircraft in the world and understand where it's flown for almost its, its entire existence, and also understand who has owned it through that entire um, uh, period of time as well. Um, so it's an amazing tool for uh, forecasting and things of that nature. Um, and uh, they host this event, JetNet IQ, every year where they really kind of invite the who's who of business aviation um, to, uh, to uh, attend the event. Um, and so we're talking CEOs and senior management from all the uh, OEMs, from the various different uh, engine manufacturers um, to various different um, FBOs and aircraft management companies to uh, different fuel providers, really just from top to bottom. Um, if you touch business aviation in some regard, uh, you, you're, you're likely invited to the event. Um, but it is still pretty intimate. I think they only invite about 100, 200 people a year. Um, this was an event that I've been uh, hoping to get, in, get involved with uh, for yeah. many years. And so um, for... Uh, for this year, for, for me to be actually invited to speak at the event um, was truly kind of a, uh, uh, a, a an overwhelming moment for me um, because you know the, the the folks that are in this room are really you know the the um, the the game changers for our industry and so if you were going to try to promote any kind of message this is the audience that you want to speak to so I was uh, very flattered to have to have that opportunity um, and I was invited to speak on a panel of um, three other professionals, and we all kind of had um, some kind of DEI initiative that uh, that we're working on. Um, we there was one uh, there's one woman who she's uh, she um, leads a foundation that helps to get impoverished uh, youth into A and P programs, and so they 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 can develop more of a technical trade. Um, you know, and uh, myself, I was there to speak on my various different projects and initiatives um, that I'm working towards, towards um, getting more students, um, more college students and young professionals as a whole into, into the industry. And so um, it was um, it was it was amazing because I, I was really taken back by um, how my message really actually resonated with the group and how. Um, once I once I finished my presentation, how many people amongst the room came up to me and just asked how they can get more involved? Um, because I really kind of challenged them in, in in what I had to say. You know, um, I'm very passionate about getting more youth into the industry and um, shared everything that I'm doing, and almost to the extent where I'm saying, hey, you know, I'm 28 and I'm doing this. Um, you guys have a bit more age on you. You know, what is it that you're doing? You know, uh, but they they accepted the challenge, and I had yeah. I mean, like I said, there were just so many people that came up to just ask you know how they can get involved. Um, I'm currently in the process of um, establishing a foundation that is essentially going to connect um, college students and young professionals um, to the industry because there's just uh, there, there's a there's a gap right now. There are students who would like to get into the industry, but don't know how or don't know who to speak to and then there are the our, our businesses and corporations who want to get in front of this talent but you know they we they don't have the resources you know we uh, in the business aviation community we don't have the same resources that um, the folks that are in commercial aviation do you know we right. don't have we don't have fully fleshed HR teams that have 15 individuals you know three of those folks may be dedicated solely towards university recruitment we don't have that 
you know, yeah. where we may have one HR professional who, you know, was handling various different in-house, you know, objectives, you know, so they don't really have the, 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 the capability to, you know, handle payroll uh, and then also, you know, travel across the country to speak to students. And so, um, but that, that, that touch point is very necessary. And so I preached how, you know, the different initiatives that I'm working on to help bridge that gap, um, the foundation that I'm starting. I'm currently partnered with uh, Auburn in, um, in creating a Business Aviation Day conference that's going to be hosted uh, later this year in November. Um, and so was able to share everything that I'm currently working on and to share how easy it is to, um, to connect to the younger generation. You know, it really yeah. only takes, you know, 15 minutes of your time, you know, a week to, to, to establish a mentorship with somebody or to get involved with your local aviation programs. There's, there's just various different um, methods in, in which you can reach this this group. And so that was my message that I preached to the group. And you know, I was really astounded um, by um, how, how accepting the group was to my message. And um, especially at the uh, at the conclusion of the event um, Ed Bowen was given his closing remarks and he took the time to kind of mention me by name and so uh, and said you know I, I want to reiterate what Jordan scale said and you know you guys need to do more you guys gotta yeah. be better and so for someone of you know the, the status of Ed Bowen to mention me by name and, and, and yeah. to project you know the message that that I had been preaching just earlier you know, it, it was it was really valid. It was a really validating moment for me. You know, it was it really made me understand that you know people are buying in to what it is that I have to say, and you know, and I, I'm not alone in, the, in this thought that we need to have you know more more uh, younger folks in the industry. So that that event went way better than I could have ever imagined. Um, I did not think I was gonna, I was going to get that much industry buy-in um, in, in what I had to say, and, and it just gave me a whole lot of um, whole lot of hope and motivation towards you know blazing this path forward and, and just keeping yeah. things going. Yeah, well that that's awesome, and um, that was one of the things that I really enjoyed about our conversation a, a week or two ago was just your passion that you're bringing to this to this subject and. Um, also the action that you're bringing to it because you know it's a it's a it's a big conversation right now um you know obviously about workforce development and shortages in different areas and especially when we look at business aviation um you know we we've lost a lot of people from the business aviation industry to uh to commercial and um and also some other industries that that have been able to um, maybe be a little bit more appealing in the short term, whether it's with like technology or pay or, or whatever it may be. And so, you know, there's a lot of people talking about, you know, how do we attract new talent into, into this industry? How do we keep talent in this industry? Um, but not everybody is, is doing something about it. So that's what I, you know, I really like to, to hear, you know, what your, um, you know, what you're doing right now and kind of your vision for the, for the future. Um, but maybe like we, we start and kind of back it up with, you know, you, you didn't always, uh, you know, not from necessarily a young age, you didn't have this vision of getting into aviation. Right. So like, take us through that, that story on, um, on what you, what, what brought you to this industry. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, because yeah, you're right. Uh, I I I'm a bit of an outlier, um, and, and as as business aviation is concerned, um, my um, I didn't grow up in an aviation family. You know, from a military or you know civilian standpoint. Um, um, yeah. So I, I I my dream was birthed a bit further into uh, into my childhood, but um, I was in high school. I was in high school, and um, honestly, my, my entire life, I wanted to be a roller coaster engineer. 
And uh, yeah, it's funny. You know, I, I share that all. I, I share that with people all the time, and, and their their face they, they they start to laugh and giggle, and kind of makes me think like if I if, if I if I did become a roller coaster engineer, and I tell people that was my job, if I would, if I would receive like the same kind of response. Well, I think but, it, it's not it's not it's not that that's necessarily a funny job. It's just like now you're not doing that, so it, it makes it you know. But obviously, roller coaster engineers are are pretty important for anybody no. who wants to. Uh, uh, enjoy, enjoy uh, the theme parks for sure. No, but uh, but no, I, I I used to want to be a roller coaster engineer. I never yeah. I'd never met one a day in my life, but roller coasters exist, and so I knew that there is a community of folks out there who they, their job is to create roller coasters. But yeah, uh, I wanted to be a roller coaster engineer my entire life uh, up until I was um, about fifteen or sixteen, and. You know, I'm having to make the decision of uh, looking at schools and colleges and trying to think of what I was going to major in. And uh, the more I thought about it, um, the more I kind of came to the conclusion that, um, you know, Jordan, you know, I really kind of had a, I had a heart to heart with myself and said, Jordan, uh, you know, you, math isn't your forte. So yeah. maybe you shouldn't, you know, pursue a major that's going to be five years of just intense mechanical engineering. Um, and so, uh, and I, I, I had to agree with myself, you know, <laughs> uh, I love data. I love data, but I'm not the best with, 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 um, you know, just math and, and calculus and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, arithmetic. And so, um, um, I was in limbo for a little bit, but was on a flight from Orlando back to Atlanta and, um, I, I'm still wrapping my head around you know what it is that I'm going to do because the my my the my next um, school was going to start really soon and I was going to have to start going on college visits and such and so I'm um, trying to think all right what is similar to riding on a roller coaster and just the light bulb just went off my head and pure epiphany said being on a plane yeah and so I was like yeah you know I I, I love the travel you know, if flying a plane, I'm able to experience, you know, the speed and the G-forces that you would um, on, a, on a roller coaster. So I said, yeah, cool. I'm going to be a pilot. And I landed and told my mom, hey, mom, I'm, I'm going to be a pilot now. And she, she just, she was just so puzzled. Uh, because, like I said, like where did you know, this come from? Exactly, you know, um, yeah. you know, she she had no clue on how, on what it would take or or, or, the, or the process on yeah. you know, on becoming a pilot, as a, uh, except going to the military. And um, I at that at, at that age, going to the military just didn't resonate with me. Yeah, um, and so. Luckily, I am here in Atlanta, and she put me into a couple um, local um, um, Delta camps. Uh, there's a there's a local ACE program that's here, um, so I was able to meet different um, different uh, people in aviation and, and meet pilots. And uh, through the ACE program, I took my very first Discovery flight. Um, and so, similar to a lot of us, you know, the the moment that you see the world from that height, you're locked in. And yeah. there's there's nothing else you want to do but be involved in aviation. <clears throat> so um, um, I went on and pursued uh, and pursued um, uh, aviation schools. Ended up at uh, Auburn University um, for a myriad of reasons, but um, in, ended up at Auburn um, was uh, pursuing my professional flight um, de- uh, degree, but uh, only lasted in the program for. Uh, just a handful of months. Um, my, um, you know, my, my, my family and I, you know, we, we had we had money set aside for school, and uh, but the flight program um, was an additional expense on top of the uh, out-of-state tuition that I was already uh, that we were already paying. And so, sure. um, you know, a- after a few months, mom, uh, mom and I had a heart-to-heart and said, "Hey, you know," well, I, I said to her, "You know, hey, this this is great and all, but." this is too much and this is yeah. you know this is this is really going to put us in, in, a, in a binding position so um i said hey i'm gonna step away from the program you know i'll i can pick up flying once i graduate and it's on my dime but i know our situation and you know i can't it, it would be very selfish of me to put us in a compromising position just because i want to continue to fly Sure. So um, I, I changed vectors a bit and went from professional flight to aviation management. And I mean, I was 
I was like slingshotted into, I mean, it was it I, I it was full go mode from that point on. Um, I um, I wasn't flying anymore, so I was able to take that time and just fully dedicate it into everything aviation. Um, and was I, I was able to get an internship that summer um, with a local uh, corporate flight department here in Atlanta. Uh, the following summer, I was able to get an internship with. Uh, well, it was Cessna when I applied. By the time I showed up in Wichita, it was TechShine Aviation. Yeah. Um, and so was able to, um, ha- had an amazing internship experience there. Um, I speak so highly of, of TechShine's internship program um, across the entire um, enterprise. They, they really know how to, cre- how to create an internship program that yeah, gets sure. students in- involved and, and has their hands in various different, um, various different pots. Um, and it was through that program that I was invited to join uh, Textron's leadership development program. And uh, what that is, is a uh, two-year rotational program where you work a year at uh, two of Textron's different um, entities, because it's a conglomerate, they own various yeah. companies. Uh, being aviation suited, I was able to work uh, a year at uh, Bell Helicopter, but then there's uh, their, their uh, North American commercial sales team, and then did a year of uh, marketing at the Textron corporate office in Rhode Island. Um, I would then graduate from the program and uh, became a sales manager um, at Textron ground support equipment. So Textron purchased uh, Tug back in 2014 when they were forming uh, Textron Aviation and then went to um, kind of uh, uh, create its own kind of ground support equipment entity Purchasing a few companies and, and creating this large umbrella company to uh, to really kind of be a jack of all trades in that industry and um, so I was a sales manager for them and had an amazing time was able to travel the world and sell you know aircraft deicers to every corner of the globe and yeah. um, you know owned our government and military programs and saw an entirely entirely different side of, of aviation than than what I, than what I was used to but um, you know it I and my my experience at Textron also is what fuels um, my passion for wanting to get students involved into in, into business aviation. I was fortunate enough to, to get my internship experience. I know that I was one of only 100 kids that got accepted right. that year. Not every student it has is fortunate enough to be able to have the same experience that I had, but it wasn't until I was in Wichita and I spoke to um, one of their regional sales managers that I realized that I wanted to sell aircraft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and meeting with with a delivery manager and getting to shadow you know John Deere coming in to pick up their uh, Citation Ten Plus, you yeah. know, and and just being able to see that that whole process like wow, like this is this is this is how it happens. I I didn't even know that they that there were people that sold planes. You know, I kind of thought it's like a car dealership and you know somebody yeah. rolls up and says, hey Textron, I want this in blue, and they come back in a few months and it's there. I I wasn't aware of all the pieces that were involved, and so. To speak to you know regional sales managers and delivery managers and contract managers and just seeing the entire flow of the process and understanding that these jobs exist, I was now aware of you know potential job opportunities for me in the future. Not every student has that luxury, and so I want to, in some way, shape, or form, um, help give that perspective to more students and so that's it's it's why I'm it's why I'm so passionate in what I do and, it, and it's why I have tried to create these um, situations or, or, or events where this exchange of um, information can happen so yeah. uh, the Auburn event that I've mentioned before and and, and my foundation and just trying to create uh, multiple touch points for students within the industry to um, help establish their network and really just kind of gain more perspective into the industry. And um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm I've really gone on a tangent from your no, that's question, all right. but um, <laughs> you know, it's it's. Um, I'll, I'll share the story and then, and then we we can move on. But uh, when I speak to these students at Auburn and I ask them like, hey, you know, what do you want to do when you know when when you graduate? And they say, oh, yeah. well, I I want to work in aviation. And all right, okay. So what what does that mean? And their response is, oh well, you know, I guess I'll go work for the airlines. But that's their response because that's all they know, you know. Sure. Um, that that's that's their scope of, of of aviation. It's all right. I want to be in aviation, so I just go to the airlines. 
Um, yeah. And then from there, you know, I'll figure out exactly what my calling is. How, however, you know, they have no context for what it is on our side of the fence in business aviation. All they see is pilots, schedulers and dispatchers, and AMPs. They're not aware of all of the operational jobs that are involved within those, you know, flight departments themselves, but, you know, externally, you know, at the OEMs, you know, um, at a, at an FBO, you know, at a, um, at any, any myriad of the 135 operators that are out there, there are so many jobs that are out there, but they're, they're not aware of them. Um, And, you know, there's, it's partial fault to, on the industry itself, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we, we, um, there, there hasn't been great communication of the opportunities available, but it's, you know, it's due to the the um, shortage of resources within the organizations themselves. So, um, sure. anything that I can do to help bridge that gap and help create that that channel communication and make that stronger is something that I'm going to fight and, and fight towards and, and try to improve. Yeah, sure. And so, you know, I've always I've been, you know, a younger person in this industry. You know, when I uh, when I first entered into it, I was 21 or 22 and um, I had the opportunity to, to really travel all over the place and uh, go and see different flight departments and visit OEMs. It was it was a, a, a incredible experience for me as a young person. I, I didn't know, you know, how much uh really exists there's so many different layers to this industry um which means that there's you know there's a ton of opportunities um but i think what we're uh, partially seeing right now as you know there's there's limited people to fill fill positions is that the industry has had somewhat of a uh, a wall up around it whether that's whether you know, the people in the industry have known about it. Um, I don't think it's been purposefully put up there, right? But, um, you know, right now we're trying to figure out, okay, how do we break down that wall? How do we, um, how do we reach all of these younger people and students that, or, or potentially pull people in from other industries that are, are further along in their careers right now? And so, um, I think right now one of the the great uh, great opportunities is that you know right now you can reach more people today than you ever have been in the past and you know I said we, we got linked up with with LinkedIn and you know a week later we're, we're doing a podcast and, and having this discussion right and so um, I think that that communication and getting in touch with uh, with you know, uh, potential candidates for this industry is easier now than it, than it ever has been. And so, you know, you, you had the opportunity to join Textron and go through their internship and leadership program, which, you know, they have a great organization, you know, some awesome people have come through there that, that I know. Um, but I guess what would, you know, looking at it from two different aspects, you know, what what would your advice be first to like the flight departments, whether you're maybe a charter operation or a corporate flight department, or maybe one of the, you know, one of the thousands of companies that, that support this industry, what would be your advice to those organizations about, you know, sending a message to younger people and to students and, and people outside the industry. Um, have any advice for them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, p- part of what I would have to say there is that um, it's really a conversation of, uh, of engagement. Um, sure. You know, I am all about starting locally. Um, and especially for you know, towards towards this initiative, um, no matter really where you are um, within the U.S., there's some kind of aviation school or entity or um, group, you know, that that that's local to you that you can reach out to. And um, I highly recommend any kind, you know, these that these businesses take the, take the time to to do so, or take the time to um, connect with 
um, groups such as you know what I'm forming, and I, and I believe that there are some other you know groups that are out there. I mean, even you know your women in corporate in, in, in corporate aviation, um, there are just tons of um, you know aviation centric groups that have that, that have developed touch points with uh, with the university colleges colleges and universities but reach out to these groups reach out to to these local communities and say say hey you know we're hiring yeah um, you know there, there may be there, there may be some kid who there, you know his entire his entire career he wanted to be in finance he, and, and he wanted to go to you know he, he wants to be in Wall Street but then he hears like man you know I can you know I can uh, be the CFO of of uh, of uh, 135 operator. Like that sounds yeah. kind of cool. Like I get to yeah. crunch. I get to crunch numbers, and then you know, you know, hear APUs. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. in the background, like and and you know, just get to be around these these beautiful machines. Um, but you know, they didn't know that was a career opportunity because they, they they'd never heard of it. You know, something that. Sure. Um, I, I really stressed to my audience at the JetNet IQ Summit was that you know there are hundreds of students out there that would love to work for your company. They just don't know you exist yet. Right. And and it's it, it's it's as true as that. There's so there's so many talented individuals that are out there um, who would love to share their talents with the industry, but they don't know that X Y Z job exists. Um, and you know the the. To the to the to the the companies, um, I would also say, you know, you have to be a bit, um, you have to be willing to bring in a new perspective. Right. Um, you know, um, um, something that I that I shared with the group um, that I was a bit, you know, I timid to to actually say was that, you know, as an industry, we're really good at keeping people out. Yeah. Um, and it's not necessarily by design. It's just it's you know um, we 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 work in a very um, I like to say a very incestuous industry you know we a lot of people you know they just kind of move from one company to the next um, laterally and and we really kind of recycle the same talent pool instead of trying to bring in people from externally and so because of that as 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 this continued process of just the same people you know swimming in the same circles. Um, you don't get a, a more, you know, um, um, the 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 thoughts are, are all steady, are still pretty homogeneous. Yeah, you sure. know, you don't get any kind of outside influence or or any kind of change in thought process. So um, by bringing in people externally, yes, it may disrupt the current uh, environment, but it's going to be to the betterment of everybody involved. Right. I think it, it's, you have to realize that for the, for, um, a short term, you're, you're making a, a short term, um, uh, or I should say a long-term investment in, in bringing people in, even though it's going to take some heavy lifting in the short term. And mm -hmm. so, you know, one of the things that I always heard, you know, when you're, when you're looking at, you know, MROs, when MROs are looking to hire, they have job requirements that state, you know, we want somebody with 20 years experience on, you know, 15 different airframes. And, you know, it's just how many of those people exist, right? You're just working from the same pool. And so, um, you know, you're essentially anybody that fits that criteria, you're pulling from another MRO or, you know, p potentially from the airlines. And so it's a very limited talent pool, right? And so, you know, I think if if companies haven't already started, and, and not to say that there's plenty of companies that have invested a, a lot in this, right? It's not, um, it's not like I'm putting a blanket statement out there, but, you know, the, the if you haven't invested in a, program that involves career progression and on-the-job training and, um, you know, a career path that makes sense, it's going to be really difficult to um, to fill these open positions and, and mm. keep your operations running smoothly, right? And so, I'm really glad you, you touched on that, too, because that's, that's, that's exactly the message that I was trying, that I tried to portray to this group as well. It's, you know, um, 
it's it, it's it's twofold. It's it's getting it's getting the talent in there, but then it's also keeping them. It's sure. it's it's creating an environment. Just as you said, it's creating an environment of collaboration, um, and and uh, career growth and development. That is really what's going to behoove you as an organization, because just as you said, you know, you may have to look in places that you that you traditionally you know weren't well, you weren't weren't looking at to find this talent that's that's really going to help your group out you know it it it, it may take somebody who um you know isn't proficient in every single you know oem but maybe really good in one and you you take that talent and you hone them and 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 you 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 share your knowledge as i said earlier in, in our recording you know bridging that gap that that experience gap that knowledge gap from seniority to these new individuals um and bringing this person into the fold and not hiring somebody just to check a box and then just kind of leaving them in their corner, right. but really investing into this person um, because it's just, you know, I'm sure that that, that, that senior AMP can learn a whole lot from that new guy in, yep. in, cer- in certain disciplines. So, you know, you really got to, um, it may take a bit more effort, but it's really going to... Um, better everybody that's involved and we we really saw that like from a technology perspective you know first when you know you look at you look at just the the job market out there right now everybody it's super competitive right and so you know there's uh, a lot of discussions about you know creating the right cultures and the right work environment because retaining your your personnel is just it's such a huge part of, of any business. And so, you know, when we were out and, and really um, selling new technology into the flight departments, I really saw, you know, one of the, one of the benefits of that is, was, was around, you know, retention and, uh, and you know, gaining efficiencies uh, in, within your operation um, because, you know, you have somebody who is maybe 25 years old that comes into a corporate flight department and is working on an aircraft. And, you know, as they're working on it, they're having to fill out everything by hand, uh, you know, pen and paper. And they're they're probably looking at it like, you know, what are we, you know, what are we doing here? You know, this is this seems really backwards. Right. Um, I can barely even like write my name without my hand like cramp starting to cramp up my handwriting is, is atrocious but um you know like it, it's it's little things like that that i think the industry hasn't necessarily thought about that could potentially sway people because yeah maybe i love working on aircraft but i don't want to deal with a bunch of bs paperwork or redundancy or you know not you know not being able to see what's going on in real time with the operation or the aircraft and and those types of things are are um things that that could potentially uh result in somebody leaving you know leaving a company or potentially leaving an an industry so Mm -hmm. you know it it was an interesting kind of thing that we saw along the way and um you know we had a lot of you know as as younger people in um at our customers' operations took over leadership positions. They were really hungry for new technology and changes in processes and just changes in in the way that they were thinking. And, you know, oftentimes that ultimately led to a smoother operation, a more uh, profitable operation and, and just, a, you know, better business, right? So, um, you know, it, it's all... You know, I, I love this discussion, um, and you know, one of the things that I think you had mentioned to me about kind of as you've you've gone through this process and and, and your journey has been um, about mentorship. And you said, you know, you've had mentors and you've become a mentor. You know, can you talk to me about you know what? what that looks like and some of the, ben- uh, the, the benefits that you've seen in, in being a mentor and, and, uh, and, you know, working with other mentors. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, uh, because this is something that, um, of, of all the initiatives that, that, that I, I work on, um, 
this is what is probably nearest and dearest to my heart because it's had the most profound um, um, uh, really kind of display and, and, and change in my life. Um, I wouldn't be where I am at professionally had I not had some really great mentors along the way. Yeah. And um, I don't I don't have a single mentor. Um, I have um, I have a few really trusted professionals that I've been connected with, with uh, for a number of years now and everybody has their strengths and weaknesses and if I'm in a certain situation I'll lean on one and and and, and uh, for another cause and maybe someone else and I'm open to, to having more mentors um, because I there's just there may be some pool of knowledge that you know my current um, my current group doesn't have I, I believe you should always be trying to strive to learn more and, and grow your professional network but um, I think mentorship is is paramount for any young professional regardless of the industry um, but especially in ours where there really isn't any kind of linear progression uh, from start to senior manager you know it, we're not like finance we're not like engineering where you hop into a role you spend enough time in that role and you're pretty much guaranteed to move up the chain you go from engineer one to two to three to whatever the right. case may be you know you go you go from you know finance from you know associate and you work your way up to partner there's there's a there's a linear progression um we, that doesn't exist <laughs> that doesn't yeah. exist in any capacity yeah. and um a bit more so on the pilot side but but not on the operation side and so you know as you're navigating the industry it really helps to have someone who can kind of point you in the right direction uh someone who can help get you um, in front of the right spheres of influence so that you know it, it may make that next conversation a bit easier. Um, this is a very relationship-driven industry. So um, if, you're, if you're able to, the, the, the sooner you're able to expand your network, the, the greater your career trajectory is going to be. Um, sure. And so when I speak to these students, you know, the first thing, the first thing I tell every, I tell them all, um, is that if you don't have a LinkedIn right now, create one by the time you, you know, by the time you yeah. get home. You know, you and I would not be connected if it wasn't for LinkedIn. You know, no. there are so many that that, that you, you touched on it earlier. We we live in a time where we are, we are, the, we're the most accessible than, that we've ever been in our entire life. You know, yep. um, I can have somebody from Timbuktu message me on LinkedIn tomorrow. You know, to just chat about whatever it is, and so I really try to push on my students. You know, just how important it is to establish that um, that that relationship because um, you know it, it, there are there are questions that they don't that these students don't even know they have yet. That you know that their their mentor likely has gone yeah, through sure. that process. Um, I'm I'm. I'm currently a mentor to two different groups. Um, uh, Auburn recently started an, an OBAP chapter, and um, I have uh, three mentees from uh, from that group. I'm also an MBAA mentor. Um, in, in total, I have four mentees, and um, you know it may sound a lot, but it's really you know 15 minutes um, every week, every other week to just check in and say, hey, how's it going? house line going, you know, how are classes, you know, how's your internship search going, you know, just being able to kind of help, you know, be that carrot and not, and, you know, so that they can, that they can, they can stay on course. Um, cause I get so much fulfillment out of hearing my students, you know, do well. Um, one of my, one of my students right now, um, has an internship with Delta, which is phenomenal. And, and, um, he was, I'm sorry, co-op, he was interning over the summer, um, and I was able to, you know, put him in front of various different people from my from my, from my industry to gain, you know, knowledge uh, and, and perspective. And you know, I get really jazzed up from from hearing them come to me like, "Hey, you know, I just talked to so and so. It was so great. You know, he showed me around the office, yeah. and you know, this, that, and the third. But just knowing that they have more perspective than they did, you know, ninety days ago." Um, makes me feel it's it, it's a very rewarding feeling to me, um, and you know I I know I haven't been in, in the industry for very long. I don't have all the answers, um, and so I'm very I'm very um, 
open to sharing my network so that if I don't have the answer, I can at least put you in front of somebody that, that, that does. And everybody in this industry has a network of some sort and can do the same. Yeah. And it's through that transference of information and um, that you know these students are now able to grow their network so that you know, by the time they graduate, they at least have some kind of context on what they want to do and they know a few people that can help them get there. Hopefully, it's already done, and you know they, they already have a job offer before they graduate. But, but you know, the the conversation is the same as that. You know, we, we I want we I want to do everything that we can to um, put these students in the best position, so that once they graduate, there is no worries about oh, what what am I going to do? You know, I've got this summer to figure out to get a job if my parents kick me out. Like everything is already in motion. And and and, yeah, and they, they they can just be a contributing member, you know, to our to our uh, industry from that point. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's awesome that that you're involved in that capacity. And um, you know, I think that for like you said, it, it's not this huge commitment. It's it's about you know just providing little tidbits, you know, little quick hits of information can really go a long way in changing the trajectory of, uh, of somebody's career path. Right. And, and, um, you know, I really am, am really big on LinkedIn. Um, just literally every day I'm, I'm connecting with somebody on LinkedIn that has, you know, some good information or, you know, there's an opportunity to work together on something. And, you know, it's funny you, you had said, you know, if you're, before you leave this room, you need your, you need to have a LinkedIn account. And I was talking to, um, one of my cousins, uh, she's not in the aviation industry, but you know, she was younger. She's in her early twenties and, uh, she was up in New York and she was struggling to find a job. I'm like, well, what, what are you doing to find a job? And she's like, well, you know, I'm applying and I'm, you know, on Indeed or, or any of these job boards or whatever. I'm like, do you have a LinkedIn? And she's like, no. I'm like, what are you doing? You know, like this is the, the easiest way to, you know, find people at specific companies or in an industry or you know, if you don't have a LinkedIn in, you know, the business world in, in general, it's um, it's almost like you're non-existent to the outside world, right? Like this is where, you know, a lot of people are, are doing all of their connections and, and this is where business is, is getting done. So that that's, you know, I just can't, I can't stress that enough for whether you're a student or you're already in this industry, um, the power that, you know, this, this tool brings us for networking and sales and marketing is just, it's just massive. It's, right? it's 100%. And, you know, it's, um, <laughs> I really want to normalize, you know, to these students, you know, uh, like normalize having a LinkedIn. This is not just for old people. It's not just yeah. for <laughs> professionals because right. the sooner that you start one, the better position you'll be in, you know, late down the road. Because you know, as as someone else who's who's on you know LinkedIn every day, you know that your network just grows exponentially. You know, yeah. the, the more people you have in your network, the 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 better of a uh, of an aggregator the tool is able to be and be in recommending people that you should you know connect with next. Sure. And so there's you know it just it just spider webs out from you know uh, from you know where you started to to where you end up. And so, and I, I tell them all the time, it's like, hey man, like when I was in when I was in, in college, you know, like you know, I had my my experience at Chick Fil A, you know, my experience at Hibbit Sports, you know, like at, at Journeys, like it doesn't matter, <laughs> like they under like yeah, like you yes, you you didn't work for IBM when you were in college. I I, I think people when <laughs> I think professionals understand that, like they they like that students feel almost embarrassed because they, they feel as like they don't have any kind of credible um, information to share. But it's like guys. You know, you, you guys are involved involved in these national honor societies. You yeah. know, you're there's stuff you can put on there, and just the fact that you're working, period, you know, shows the industry that this person is they're they're engaged and they're they're diverse and you know they're, they yeah. they 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 have all their you know all their things together. So <laughs> I'm glad you're in agreement with, with me, yeah. Greg, because yeah, I get sure. I, I get headaches sometimes when I, I'll ask a group of students, you know, raise their hand if anybody has a LinkedIn, and it's like 
two amongst 20. Um, it's gotten better every time I've gone back, which has yeah. been great. But yeah, it. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad we're in agreement there because that's something yeah. that yeah, that's a sure. pain point for me. Yeah. So you know, there's there's obviously all of these connections that could be made um, digital di- digitally. Jeez. Um, and I also see you know a lot of um, great stuff going on elsewhere on social media, right? When you look at you know Instagram and Facebook and YouTube all the the different experiences that are being shared there um, by people, whether they're learning how to fly, whether they're flying, whether they're supporting aircraft, there's a lot of cool stuff out there. And, and I think that really helps um, in in reaching, you know, all these people outside of the industry. Um, but you've mentioned it a couple times now about you know, what you're doing at, uh, at Auburn for, you know, I guess it's the business aviation day. Um, can you, can you maybe provide a little bit more detail on, on, uh, um, when that is, where it is and, and, you know, what the goal of it is? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, um, Auburn is, uh, we are hosting our third annual, um, business aviation day, uh, conference. Um, and, um, what that is, is, um, it is a two and a half day event, um, where we try to, it's, it's really the epitome of what I've been saying, um, throughout this entire, uh, this entire recording is, um, we are able to get industry professionals in front of the students. Um, you know, uh, just a, a bit of education on, on the on Auburn's aviation program. Um, I graduated in 2015 in a class of about 20 students. Um, I think there were maybe 100, 120 students in the entire program. The program now has over 600 students. Oh, wow. Yeah, this has grown like crazy in a very, very short period of time. Um, along with that are more students that have interest in business aviation. Um, I was kind of an outlier in my class. Uh, most of my folks um, decided to go to the airlines, um, whether pilot or, or, or from operations. I was always business aviation centric. And I preach the gospel of BizAv every time I go back, I go back and speak yeah. to students. And I'm, I learned more and more that there are students out there that want to get into business aviation. They just don't know how and they don't know what is out there. And so um, um, Auburn, uh, so this is our third year of having this event at Auburn. And what it is, it's, it's an opportunity for the students to connect with industry professionals. And um, we have been very, very um, fortunate to have such an outpouring of, um, of participation from the industry. Uh, this year in particular, I think um, most of the OEMs are going to be are involved in some capacity, uh, whether it's having personnel that's on board or, or um, contributing an aircraft to, uh, we're going to have a, we're, we're going to have a static display at, uh, on the last day of the event. Um, but from the OEMs to local, uh, the local corporate flight departments, um, both from the state of Alabama and Georgia, um, I, I'm, I'm working on getting some groups in Florida involved right now, um, and um, everything from pilots to um, aircraft sales professionals to um, dispatchers. To, I mean, we're, we're, we are just covering the entire gamut, and from from every um, from every real facet of the industry. Um, to create these touch points, as I said earlier, yeah. so that our the students can have these unique conversations with people that have really cool jobs. So hopefully, it plants that seed that wow, you know, maybe one day I do want to go work for Garmin. You know, that that, that his guy yeah. his, his job sounds really cool. You know, in, installing avi- uh, you know, or, or helping to design avionics or selling avionics to um, to, to end users, um, but just creating moments you know that help these students gain more knowledge on the industry as a whole so we have um, various different networking receptions that are scheduled for uh, uh, for, for the week um, we uh, we have various different roundtable discussions with different groups that are going to be involved so women in corporate aviation are going to be involved and uh, and we're going to have uh, we, we have a nice roundtable um, to speak about um, exactly what's going on from their from their perspective yeah. and, and kind of just really kind of as the, the industry as a whole. Um, we have various different groups that are involved that are, um, we, so we have different luncheons and, and we, there's, there's opportunities for um, um, participants to, uh, to speak to the students directly. So to have class speaking presentations um, 
and um, at the end of the event, we're also going to be having a um, a kind of like a, mini- a miniature career fair, so that uh, cool. for for the, for the groups that want to you know present their company, they're able to right. you know have to share explicitly you know to the students like, hey, you know we're hiring in X, Y, and Z capacities. Um, so that they can, you know, learn more about the company in a more traditional sense. Yeah. And um, I mentioned that we're going to have a static display as well. And uh, I mean, we're uh, we've got quite a few aircraft that are that are on board. And I mean, it's everything from um, high performance pistons to turbo props to um, we have a group that fingers crossed is going to be bringing their, their their global in. I mean, so okay. I mean, we're, we're, yeah, we're going to have you know some 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 pretty heavy metal. I, I think when you like, if you have you're a, a student and uh, and a global pulls up, I think it may change your perspective on like and really like say, whoa, there. This is you know, because it's not every day that uh, as a as a student you'd get to step on and um, you know check out a global or a large business jet, right? One hundred percent. You know, yeah. I think that can really change somebody's trajectory and say, okay. One, this is a badass aircraft, right? And two, like, you know, tell me more about what this what this plane does. Like, who's flying on it? What is it used for? You know, what what's what's everything that surrounds this aircraft, right? And from there, um, the opportunities really expand, and you can really open somebody's eyes on on you know what what's going on in this segment of the industry and and that's exactly it you know we work in an industry that has these beautiful complex machines that 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 are centered around and but it's there's a very small population of people in the world that have ever actually touched a business jet right you know at that age just as you said being able to see this behemoth of an aircraft and then just the mind just starts spinning from that point. It's like, man, like, could I one day fly this plane? Could could I one day, you know, um, be in control of saying where this plane goes? It's, it, 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 it's just a launching pad for so many conversations. And so um, I think having those planes present is really what solidifies the event yeah. and showing, you know, all right, this is all cool and paper and, you know, this is a job that you can have. But when you get that job, you get to control that. You like right. what you're doing, you know, gets, you know, is, 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 nece- is necessary for getting that aircraft into the sky or making sure that that plane has the proper connectivity to, to, you know, to serve its mission. But what you're doing on the ground is so that that plane can have a successful mission. And so yeah. that, it really bridges the gap and really kind of makes it uh, more tangible and um, for, for the students to be able to see like, oh crap, like. Yeah, I could somehow be involved in supporting that plan. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and so, because once again, I, I I didn't have I didn't have these ideas until I was in Wichita and I'm walking through you know the manufacturing plant and just seeing like wow like this is cool just to be around all these planes to somehow have some kind of involvement in whether it's their sale or operation, but to know that I somehow was involved in 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 the future of that aircraft you know it's it gets you really excited especially if you look yeah, if you sure. love planes and you know everybody yeah. in business aviation you know you ask them why they're here is because we love aviation you know if you go into other industries that's not quite the case you know sure you know it's it's oh it's it was, it was close to the house you know oh you know my, my father worked here or yeah. you know it's it's not because they're passionate about the industry but everybody in business aviation loves aviation and so sure. i would hate to see us lose talent to other industries because of our lack of um our lack of attention or or our lack of being proactive and right. so yeah. that's a part of why i'm so passionate about you know what it is that i'm doing because i love this industry and i and i'm and i'm ex- and i want to help contribute to, towards its longevity and we're only going to get there by injecting this youthful, exuberant talent that's going to help shape and mold, you know, the future. So for sure, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. Uh, yeah, I know you're you're really excited about it. Uh, I love it. I love what you're doing in regards to you know everything: the mentorship, this aviation day, 
um, you know, all the connections that you're making and trying to make and, uh, and what you're looking to do in, in the future with, uh, with your new foundation. So, you know, for, um, for listeners out there, if anybody wants to talk to you about any of those great things, or if they need some international trip support, um, where, uh, where, where can they find you? Absolutely. So um, I have a complete open door policy on LinkedIn. Uh, I respond to every single message I receive. Um, that is the easiest um, way to, to get in contact with me. Um, uh, my email is uh, my uh, Jordan period scales, my first name period, last name at jetx, J-E-T-E-X.com. Um, should, uh, should you need to contact me uh, from a, in, a, in a professional um, manner? Uh, that that's how you can reach me, um, but uh, but I'll I'm likely most accessible v- via my LinkedIn platform, um, cool. and so I I'm all about collaborating with anybody. Um, I think that there are tremendous synergies in the most unfound places, um, and uh, and anything that is going to you know push this agenda towards bringing more. Um, youthful thoughts and ideas into the industry. I am 100% for uh, really anything that, that, that deals with innovation in the industry. I'm, I'm locally, I'm, I'm, I'm a co-signer for it. So cool. um, I hope that this, this recording was kind of a call to action to some folks out there to want to get more involved in some capacity or, or, or at least partner up with, you know, with, with, uh, with a movement that's already in progress. Uh, because I think uh, if if you aren't, then you're then it's kind of a detriment to uh, to to the industry as a whole. So um, it's always best to, you know, to to be on the winning side of things. So <laughs> for sure. So For sure. Uh, so well, yeah. cool, Jordan. I, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to to come on. It's uh, it's been great connecting with you. Great talking with you here, and uh, I'm sure we will uh, will stay in touch. So thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Greg. Yeah, of course.